You're listening to the Deeper Christian Bible Study Series on Ephesians. Thanks for joining me, Nathan Johnson, in an in-depth, verse-by-verse study of Paul's letter to the Ephesians. Let's dive into the lesson for the day. Welcome to this edition of the Deeper Christian Bible Study Series in the book of Ephesians. I am thrilled that you've joined me on this adventure to study God's Word, to know Jesus intimately, and build our lives around Him. Now, throughout this series, I want to talk about this idea of saturation Bible study. And of course, if you've been around me at all, you've probably heard this term. See, my desire is not just to focus on academics. And though we are going to look at academics, my desire is actually to know the author of his word. See, I want to get into the word itself and I want to dive into the pages. There's an interesting uh, interaction between the written and the living word. See, as I get into, the, get into this written word, it's like I'm getting into the person himself. Now, we recognize that this is not Jesus. This is just ink on paper. But the more I get into the Bible, the more I find myself getting into the author himself. See, our desire is that we would know the author of the word and that he would expose the truth in our life and literally change us. See, I am not interested in being the same person next week as I am today. A year from now, I want to be completely different, more in love with Jesus and knowing the word of God even better than I do right now. And of course, the primary way of doing that is studying and getting in to God's word. So throughout this series, I want to walk you through and teach you some of the basic Bible study concepts, and I want to use the book of Ephesians specifically to do that. So while we're walking through the book of Ephesians, we're going to be looking at these little nuggets of how to study the Bible in depth, but primarily, I just want to expose the book of Ephesians for you. Now, I've been studying the book of Ephesians now for, well, a very long time, and I have come to absolutely love this book. So for this first edition of the series, I want to walk through a very simple framework and outline of the book itself. So let's just start with the simple stuff. Now, the author of the book of Ephesians, obviously, is the Apostle Paul. Now, a lot of scholars tell us that it's likely that Paul wrote the book of Ephesians while he was in prison in Rome. See, it's similar to his books of like Philippians or Colossians or Philemon, that here he is in a jail cell or in house arrest, and he's writing to those who are in Ephesus. Now, the date, presumably then, is likely between 60 and 62 AD is when Paul wrote the letter. Now, the audience is interesting. See, many scholars presume that Paul wrote the letter of Ephesians to a group of churches in Asia Minor. Now, Paul presumably addressed this letter to the Ephesians because it was the biggest city in that area and therefore the biggest church. But here's the, here's the kind of the quandary, if you will. There's very little personal correspondence in the book of Ephesians. See, in most of his letters, he writes a lot of greetings and, hey, will you greet so-and-so and say hi to such and such person? But that's not so in Ephesians. See, now that's a little odd because Paul spent about three years in the city of Ephesus. So it seems like he would probably have a little bit of correspondence, just like some of, the, of the, some of his other books do, but he doesn't. So a lot of scholars are kind of split on this idea of, well, was it written to the church in Ephesus specifically, or was it written to the kind of the regional churches and just became known as the book of Ephesians? Regardless, I don't actually think it matters, but what I would like to encourage you to do is just realize that because of the phrase written to the Ephesians is in there, I would just presume that that's true and that the Holy Spirit has guarded and protected that. So as we study this, I'm going to refer to this as the book of Ephesians written to the church in Ephesus, regardless of whether it was a specific church or whether it was the general area around that. 
So let's talk about the city itself. Ephesus is on the eastern coast of modern-day Turkey. And they say that roughly the population at the time when Paul was writing this book was probably right around 250,000 people, which is a enormous number for, you know, ancient times. Now, this was one of the largest populations city-wise in the Roman world. And it was a very significant city because it was a port city in the Roman world, making it therefore a very wealthy and influential city. Now, what's also interesting about the city of Ephesus is it contained one of the seven wonders of the world at the time which is the Temple of Diana. And you can actually read more about that in Acts chapter 19 when Paul has his little skirmish with the idol makers. Scholars also tell us that there was a large Jewish population in the city. And interestingly, Ephesians or Ephesus appears to be a, have been a hub for sorcery and magic. For example, in the book of Acts, you see this group coming together and burning their magic books. Now, it's interesting to note that because Paul alludes to this idea throughout the book of Ephesians as he talks about the principalities and powers and mights and dominions of this world, that everything the principalities, powers, mights, and dominions are under the feet of Jesus. In other words, Jesus sits in the heavenly realms and he is above. He has all control, dominion, and authority, that everything comes beneath his feet. And it seems that he's alluding to some of the cultural stuff happening in the city at that time. Well, let me walk through a basic overview with you of the book itself. The book of Ephesians is focused on, get this, I love this, on your position in Jesus Christ and therefore the resulting practical daily living that flows out of that position. A great summary for this of uh, the entire book is found in Ephesians chapter 4, verse 1 and 2, which says this, I therefore, the prisoner of the Lord, exhort you to walk in a manner worthy of the calling with which you were called with all humility and meekness and patience, bearing with one another in love. Be eager to keep the unity of the Spirit in the bond of peace. Paul is saying, you have been called with a calling, which is all about your position in Christ. And yet you're to live out of that. There's a manner of living that flows out of this calling of being in Christ. See, Paul wants you to know who you are as a Christian and then therefore how to live as a Christian that flows out of the who you are as one. And over and over and over again, Paul talks about this idea that your position is in Christ. In fact, 30 times in the first three chapters, Paul says that your position is in Christ. He uses language like in Christ, in him, in whom, referring to your position in Jesus. Now, when you look at the book as a whole, the book has six chapters. And it's interesting that the book kind of breaks down nicely into two sections. See, chapters one through three is what I call the sitting position. It's the theological section, if you will. It's all about your position in Jesus. Now, chapters four through six, then, is what I refer to as the walking response. This is the daily living out of what it means to be in Christ. So in other words, the chapters one through three is the theological section, and chapters four through six is the very practical section. Let, let me give you an illustration that kind of breaks this down. It's a little cheesy, but I think it'll work. Uh, imagine yourself uh, with an electric wheelchair. Your position is to be seated in the electric wheelchair. You, you are not to move from that position. You're never to get up. You're to at least stay rooted, grounded, seated in that chair. And yet, there, there's supposed to be a movement. There's supposed to be a progression of your life from that position. So that's why I think of an electric wheelchair. There's that little toggle switch. And uh, you sit in the chair, and that's your position. And yet, there's this little switch, you, and you just you move along. See, chapters 1 through 3 is Paul saying, sit in the chair. In chapters 4 through 6, he's declaring, hey, there's supposed to be a living out of what that looks like. There's supposed to be a progression, a growth, a lifestyle 
that comes from your position of being in Jesus. Well, that's a simple breakdown. If you'd like to see more of a detailed breakdown and an outline, I created one that you can look at for the entire book of Ephesians. Now, you can do that by looking at the show notes for this study at deeperchristian.com forward slash Ephesians and clicking on the study for this overview of Ephesians. Now, next time, we're going to be looking at the prologue, which is Ephesians chapter 1, verse 1 and 2. And now, if you'd like to join me in this study process, I would encourage you to do two things. Number one, I would encourage you to read the entire book of Ephesians. In fact, by next week, if you can read it a couple of times, that's even better. In fact, every day is the best. And maybe even a couple of times a day would be even better than that. But number one, read the book of Ephesians. And then number two, I would encourage you to look at that prologue, verses one and two, and really determine what is the importance or what's the significance of that in light of the entire book itself. Well, until then, know I am cheering you on as you build your life around Jesus Christ. See you next time. Thank you for listening to this study from the book of Ephesians with Nathan Johnson. If you would like additional resources to help you build your life around Jesus Christ, I encourage you to check out my website at deeperchristian.com. This podcast is the audio version taken from my video series in Ephesians. And if you would like to view the video version of this study, you can do so at deeperchristian.com forward slash Ephesians.